I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything, yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's, it's so real to this day. I, I I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? (laughs) We did it guys. One that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Hello, my name is Demetrius. This is Jason. Hey guys. And you are listening to Spaces Podcast Express. Thank you for coming back, everybody. So Jason, how'd you do? I passed. <laughs> I don't know how, but I passed. <laughs> nice, nice. Congrats. Uh, so let me back up a little bit. So Jason had a contractor's exam yep. that he was going into. He went and took that this morning, was freaking out. I totally, thought he, totally thought he was going to fail and uh, ended up passing. So congrats, man. Thank you. Yeah, no, I said a, a pretty heavy prayer on the way in. <laughs> um, I think historically I have not been the best test taker in my life. Yeah. Uh, I'm usually pretty good with the curriculum and application and all that kind of stuff. But then I just, maybe it's part of the ADD and reading, you know, the sentences and some of these things get pretty good size and then you have to make a selection and it's like, well, that one's closed. Well, that one's kind of close too. And yeah. you're supposed to eliminate the last two. And so, um, so I, I don't have a lot of confidence when I go to take tests. Yeah. So make something work, figure it out all day long. But take a test and it's just like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely get inside my own head, which is not a good location for anyone. So, <laughs> When you're leaving the exam or at any point do it through it, do they tell you like to swear by your firstborn child not to share anything about the test or anything like that? Um, no, I... There's like some, I don't want to say disclosures, but there's some things that kind of say in there like, hey, 
you know, if you're caught, you can't take phones in, you can't take a watch in, you can't take your own pen in. I mean, there's like, you know, it's kind of crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I went in and I sat down and I'm getting ready to take this test and they supply everything for you, like a whiteboard, you know, with an eraser to do like notes and calculations and, um, and like a calculator and like the, I was laughing, I was telling my wife, like the calculator itself looks like the same one I've had on my desk for 15 years, which is dingy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, what'd they do? Missed it with some rubbing alcohol or something. So we're good now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how this works. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, it goes through the fact like they, you know, it talks about some hefty fines if yeah. you were to caught, you know, recording or, you know, cheating of some sort or whatever, not to mention would you be kicked out and you know, your, your test be, be avoided. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was some of that in there. So um and, you, and everything everything's on touchscreen and it's automated so the people that are there like you know giving the test or supervising they don't really do anything they just kind of give you your workspace you go sit down hit start and then you know the machine kind of reads everything to you yeah so the reason i ask is i wanted to ask you about it so i want to make sure we don't get you in trouble yeah um so the test itself was I imagine like most tests, SAT and the exams that I took where it's like you sort of alluded to these long drawn out questions that were dancing around what you actually need to answer. It, there was only, I mean, if, a couple or a couple sentences, so it's not that long, but that shows you the extent of how much focus I usually have, right? <laughs> like I lose it through about halfway through the first one. Um, and there's a couple that I had to reread multiple times trying to just stay focused on it. But everything's multiple choice mm -hmm. and there's two different portions when you go to get your, your contractor license, there's a law and business portion, mm. uh, which I think is funny. Um, and then at the same point, and then you go into whatever classification of license you get. So the one I just got was a C6 for a uh, cabinetry and millwork. Okay. Finished cabinetry and millwork. Um, so what's interesting though, like I know cabinetry, right? Or I mean, I, I'm throwing up air quotes. Like I know cabinetry, right? Mm -hmm. um, I really don't know anything about millworking. So you get into where, where you start to worry yourself, you get into, these situations where you're looking at like the sashing on a door or a window and they're asking you questions about that. And I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. And um, so that's the part where it's a little, a little bit of a bummer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if maybe there should be more classifications, you know, so it's more specific, but as you know, far as like the person that's taking it, like yeah, what, you know what, what I mean? Like information they need to know. And yeah, you know, and, and the business part and the law part's not too difficult. But then again, it took a lot of business law. So I kind of remember that. Mm -hmm. uh, at least I have a background. I can't imagine some random Joe Schmo rolling in off the corner, knowing any of that stuff, the difference between S corps and everything, you know what I mean? And partnerships and limited liability partnership, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How much workers comp insurance you need, like all those things, it gets pretty technical into that, which to me, I laugh because I'm like, you can just look it up <laughs> like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like that's the problem I have with a lot of this stuff. I think it should be more based on and I don't know how you would really show job history, you know what I mean? Or performance. And if you're capable to do those kind of things, because obviously the easiest way to determine that is to test it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just kind of look at those things and it's like, why do you have to do that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what's the real point to that? And then you're, and it becomes an issue of memorization as opposed to like working knowledge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the interesting thing, when you mentioned that for us, for architects, they actually, I believe they just switched officially, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Um, they We used to have an oral portion of our exam where you would stand in front of a squadron of uh, professionals and they would just pepper you with questions and scenarios and you just yeah. have to answer 
right there yeah. in front of them. Yeah. Uh, but they switched that around with the time that I took it to written. Now I believe they just switched it again to basically assembling a portfolio that encompassed your your work experience and recommendations and things that you actually did and you submitted that as sort of your everything that you've done up to that point gotcha that makes that makes sense yeah yeah so i don't i mean it's kind of it's it's just one of those things and then i'm i think i was in the room with 20 something people would be my guess and i don't want to get stereotypical <laughs> We're looking at the guys that are running in to get a some some type of contractor's license because it wasn't just like a C six class or like a C six testing type like it was all the other classifications that are in there and I'm just laughing because I'm like these are the guys that you know are doing again I'm generalizing right that you know are doing shady stuff yeah it, you know what I mean if these guys walked up to me and said that they're a contractor I'd be like are you like really <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean and you just kind of you just kind of look at this and it's like. But then again, maybe you look at me too, and I look like an office monkey, which yeah. is fair, you know. And granted, I was just wearing a you know V-neck T-shirt and some shorts because I'm like, woohoo! Like I get to go be you know somewhat comfortable today. Yeah. Um, but you just it's it's just funny because you want to look at it and be like, look, oh, I've got the responsibility of X amount of people and, and and X dollars of business. So it's like I, I think I understand what I'm trying to do, and then you see other. But I got confused on exactly what glue to use mm-hmm. you know, per whatever the stupid question was. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So maybe these guys know that, but it's like, but you don't know how to take care of the client and make sure you're doing things like you should. You know what I mean? That's one of my frustrations about the testing environment is that it's not necessarily based on real life and how we actually work. Because there is a lot of questions on our tests. Um, So we we kind of talked about this a little bit before, but there's NCARB, which is the National Council Architectural Registration Board. Um, who oversees the AREs, which is an architectural registration exam, throw a bunch of alphabet soup at you. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, So we take these, uh, I think it's now five exams. It used to be nine. Um, So we take these five exams, and then once you pass that, uh, depending on which state you're in, you may have an additional exam to take specific to that state. Um. So ultimately what I'm getting at is in all of these questions, they tend to not necessarily be fully applicable to your what your day-to-day business is like, but they want you to study. They send all of the study material and recommend things, and you basically have to suspend reality and just go just off of what's in the book, um, whether it's really how you would do things or not which is kind of a weird place to be in when you've already been working for so many yeah. years. Yeah. You know, I, and, and that's the thing, you know, at some point I'll probably go and do, um, I had to get this one for a specific reason, but then obviously the other area we're in is flooring. So I might as well add that one at some point. I don't need it for our business need because we, we have a, a license there, but I mean, clearly, but maybe just to add it. Cause now I only have to take one of the tests as opposed to both again. Yeah. Um, but you just, you look at that and it's like, geez, like the amount of problems I've solved in any situation for even that side the cabinet's been going for six years, you know, the other side's for 15. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've seen the strange. I mean, we do roughly three to 4,000 units a year mm-hmm. and it's like, you take all that into consideration. It's like, you know, what better qualification is there? Um, but, and I, I laugh too, because I was, that was always my, my thing with people in school. 
Mm-hmm. People, you know, I certainly didn't get like, I got really good grades. You know, I was like a three, three, five. Mm-hmm. Didn't really try very hard to be honest with you. But at the same point, I was always like, this isn't what matters. You know what I mean? Like ultimately like being able to actually go and, and perform is what really matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you can get a bunch of people that are really good at taking tests, but like, and memorizing, but what does that really do? You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, so that's why I laugh with these things. I'm like, and I know that's not my, it's not my game. Like I, I lose, like, even when I was trying to study for this stuff, I started thinking about the problems I have from work and everything you got to deal with. <laughs> and, and he, and by the time I get through it, I'm like, I missed the last six minutes of that video. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, hopefully that wasn't in there, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but you just, you know, and that's what it becomes. I'm listening to this guy on a video, try to tell me about what I need to know for this test. And it's just like, Holy, like, this isn't like, really, this is all you have to do. Like you can literally have somebody sit down and just do these videos or read this material over and over again and go get a license. It's yeah. like that. I know you have to show that you've had work, you know what I mean? Experience yeah. in, the, in the matter, but you could fudge that all day long too. So I think it's kind of funny, but I don't know a better way to do it though. In fairness. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, it. I'm sure it's not an easy job at all. It's, yeah. But I wanted to jump back real quick and ask you, was there a reason you went to take this or was it sort of required for some reason? Uh, yeah, it was a requirement. We had a, we had a change in uh, uh, teammates, basically. Okay. Um, and so the gentleman that was uh, we, were, we were working in the license of um, was going to go do something different. So, you know, an operator of the company needed to have the license. So I just jumped in and did it. Okay. That was basically, and it was weird too, because we were trying to do this before the whole COVID thing hit. Okay. But that kind of like, you know what I mean? Messed up all sorts of stuff because it's a government thing. And they kind of like, you couldn't get like responses. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like at all. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, here's your test date. It was like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, let's go. From like the scheduling side? Yeah. Yeah. And so like the paperwork was getting done, but slowly, you know, to do the transfer and whatnot. But uh, I, I don't even know that much. One of the teammates at the office is handling that portion of it, but just to get the date, you know, to go and take it. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, here's your date. So, um, you know, don't mess it up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it wasn't really like, not necessarily a requirement then. It's more of a need that your office needed and you volunteered to do it. I uh, volunteered slash needed to jump and do it just because somebody needed to. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to title that really, yeah. to be honest with you, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's really what happened. Somebody needed to have it. Um, and I, I think I was in that situation, probably the most logical anyway, Okay. Um, to do it. So do you think it adds anything to your trajectory, your professional trajectory? Uh, with, uh, <laughs> not really sure what we're saying by that. Um, I'm about as high in the company as I'm going to go. Okay. I think we talked about it before, you know, I was working for a private company for a long time. Then we, you know, the ownership changed a couple of years ago almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so beyond the owner, uh, it's, it's me and one other gentleman that are pretty much, you know, running it. Okay. Yeah. I'm currently where I'm supposed to be, I think until, you know, our, our CEO currently decides he's just wants to go play golf all the time. <laughs> um, you know, be done just like, you know, he's been doing 65, he's been doing it for 40 years or whatever it is. And he's done an amazing job. So um, until such a time when that happens, who knows what that's going to look like. But, you know, if, if, uh, we've talked about it before, if I get run at co with another individual, great. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not certainly one that necessarily needs the power. It's not, or the title I, I could kind of care less. Yeah. So I don't think it really changed anything from that. I guess if I ever left to go do something on my own, then I'm already licensed, which is nice, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But that's not really what I'm looking to do anyway. Yeah. 
So I don't think it, I mean, you laugh, you're like, could I go tell them like, oh, you got to rent my license now and it's going to cost you X. I mean, yeah. you probably could, but yeah. it's kind of a dick move too, right? So I don't know if I'd ever really want to do that. Yeah. So if someone were like, let's say someone on your team that you manage went and got a contractor's license, would that benefit them in your opinion uh, within the company? No. Okay. I mean, there's really, it was, I mean, I, we have installers. So if they wanted to go, like we have, um, most of our guys are actually employees for the company. Mm-hmm. So they're on payroll. So they don't have to have a contractor license because they operate underneath ours. Mm-hmm. I and mean, if they wanted to do that, then go do extra work somewhere else, I guess it would benefit them. But as far as like office associates and admin and stuff like that, there'd be no reason to have that. It's not um, like, um, it's like a qualification. It's not like going, getting a master's and getting paid more or something yeah. to that effect. I, I wouldn't see it that way. You know, I'd probably look at it and be like, what are they planning to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, cause there's just because there's really no reason to have it. Yeah. It's not like it's a certification that's like, Hey, you're worth more because of that. Adds some, or, uh, displays some advantage, uh, yeah. added understanding or I'd write, you know, when someone goes and gets like management training or leadership, it's like, okay, like I could see that and be like, okay, it could be more, you know, beneficial, but not, not a license. I don't, I don't think there's any need for it. Yeah. Okay. It probably would be, like I said, huh, <laughs> what are you planning to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, but no, I don't think we have that anyway. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, we're getting fast approaching the end of this. Uh, any last thoughts about how the tests went what you wish was different or you obviously passed. So yeah. <laughs> you, you don't want to change that, but yeah. Um, I, uh, I was surprised, you know, I don't know. You, you tell me like in test taking, like in school, like I never took the full limit of time. Hmm. Um, so with each one of these, it went from like, I think it was from like, you got three hours almost. Yeah. And the first test on the law and business was like 115 mm-hmm. questions. And then the second one, I think he had just under three hours, but it was like a hundred questions. Right. I think I had the first one done in like 35 minutes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then, and it's all automated. So it's not like there was a back that I forgot. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I probably had that done in 30, 45 minutes. And then the second one, probably about the same. Yeah. But there's people in there just like the whole time. Yeah. And I just kind of look and I'm like, you know, so going back to my original, like, really, you know what I mean? But so for me, when, that's funny you ask that question because it's like one of the things that I hate the most about taking tests is the when people start getting up early, mm-hmm. uh, it just freaks me out for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It just drives me insane. And then I can't concentrate anymore because I'm thinking about why am I taking so long? Am yeah. I just getting everything wrong? Am I not yeah. going to finish in time? So I just start getting in my head and freaking out. But it, But if I do finish early... I usually wonder why did I finish so early? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so then I'll, I'll do one more rep run through every single question just to make sure I got it right. And I try really hard not to change an answer, but uh, just cause I don't want to second guess myself and guess myself out of a right answer. But I usually cycle back if I finish early just to make sure I get one more eye on it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do not double check things. <laughs> Um, I, I, yeah, I just, I never have, I don't know. And it didn't tell me what percentage I got right. I think you have to get 70 or 80% correct. Okay. Um, it's a pass fail. It's usually somewhere around there. Yeah. It's a pass fail. So obviously, you know, both said pass. So I ran out there as quick as I possibly could. (laughs) Um, you're like, thanks. 
Yeah, peace. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I don't I don't second guess much, and that's been I've learned at least for me personally. And they say that a lot on tests. Go with your gut, anyway. Yeah, I think for me personally, anytime I've ever really second guessed myself, it usually hasn't worked out well mm-hmm. for one of two reasons: either a because I've changed an answer and it hasn't been correct, or um, it, it throws me off. Yeah. So I start as soon as I start second guessing one thing, like a lot of things start like, chain, not like chain reaction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go well. So it's, so I've learned it's like just gut, 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 and it, and it, and it served me well just in life in general. When I trust my gut, when I hesitate or I think twice about anything, yeah, it feels like it probably didn't end up the way it, it could have. Um, so I tried. So going into this test, definitely not feeling like I was a hundred percent anyway. It was like, we are going full gut and we're not looking back. There is two questions that I did go back on and change. And I'm pretty positive that I made the right changes on those. Cause I like reread again, going back to my ADD, yeah. I reread it and I was like, oh yeah, this one makes way more sense. Like that didn't make any sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but so for whatever reason, but like I said, I, before I got in there, I prayed hard and I was like, God, I know I probably have not studied enough for this. But if there is any way, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, so it worked out okay. So cool. we'll see. Well, congrats again. Um, we will wrap this episode up. Thank you again for listening. Jason, thank you for sharing the story. And for our listeners, we'll talk again on Thursday. Thanks. See you. This show is part of the Gable Media Network. You can check out similar content at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. You can help support what we're doing here by leaving a five-star rating and a review on your preferred podcasting app. It helps others find us, and your support is the only way that this show grows. And don't forget to connect with us through our Facebook community, Instagram, and see the random thoughts and articles that we share on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you again for spending some time with us. Talk soon. architecture firm owners and emerging leaders. Get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host Patrick McLaney, FAIA former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise. From 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. 
you know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm.